If you're studying for the CISSP, CCSP, or CISM certification, you'll probably get a lot of benefit from the WANA Practice app at wanapractice.com. Hundreds of practice questions unavailable anywhere else, all in a simple interactive format, which you can access through any device with a browser. Check out the show notes for a discount code for half off the regular price. Wanna practice? Success and certification is in your hands. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Sensuous Sounds of InfoSec, where we discuss all things information, all things security, and all things information security. I'm Ben Maliso. I'm Matt Snotty. I'm Raphael Fiedler. And I'm Joey Police. And this week, gentlemen, we have a very special guest. You know, I say very special as a modifier every time we have a guest. I think I'm going to have to come up with some better adjectives and adverbs because it's sounding kind of trite at this point. And it's hard to distinguish which one which ones are actually very special uh, from those that aren't if I just use the same intro. They're so all very special. Well, we need some regular guests, is what you're saying? Some Basic some... bitches is what we need. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's what we need. And, and then I can introduce them as non-special guests. Yeah. How's that? There we go. Okay. All right. All right. Um, uh, I want everyone to welcome Vince Gourmillon, uh from my uh, state of Louisiana, except he's a native. I got here late to the party. Um, Vince, do you want to take the opportunity to tell our three listeners um, <laughs> who you are and what you do? Boy, yeah. Uh, 61 years old, father of four, married 37 years this year. To the same woman? To the same woman. Okay. Uh, she keeps renewing her lease with me. I'm not sure why. But uh, we, we go through that negotiation. Yes, yeah, she is. Uh, I, I've had to, yeah, we had to set some SLAs down and I had to meet them. So, uh Come home every night and most times and don't bother me. So that's what we negotiated. <laughs> don't embarrass me and don't make me look like I made a bad choice. So that was that's my job. So so far so good on that. She's pretty happy. Uh, excellent, we, excellent. She homeschooled all of our kids for twenty years, all the way through high school, and thought it was so much fun. She kept doing it in an academy they started last few years, which has grown by leaps and bounds. So uh, she enjoys teaching classical education and. Uh, rhetoric and logic and all those type of things. So I had to learn. I learned a lot by just listening to what she taught. And she reads uh, to me quite a lot. And I've, I've increased my educational level just by being around her. So she's been a blessing. Shout out to my babe. Oh, do you want to name her now, Vince? I mean, you know. Donna Hickam Grimion. Okay. All right. Because otherwise, you know, you just kind of got this objectification <laughs> thing going. My now wife. Everybody's typing, out. looking her up. Donna Hickam Grimion. Who's this? Okay. Oh, my God. Friend requesting. What's he really like? <laughs> Better than better than most at my worst. Better than most. That's what my motto is. Excellent, excellent. And, but, uh, uh, and for the career side, uh, you know, I've, uh, became a CISSP because I saw the handwriting on the wall as a managed service provider for the last goodness thirty plus years. Uh, either get in, you know, now where where you had some time to really ramp up while the industry was pretty immature in that space. Now everybody is all they're talking about is CISO, VCISO, CIO. I'm sorry, somebody's bothering me. Uh, so the whole conversation is EDR, MDR, XDR. Insurance uh, is driving the conversation like crazy. Everybody is a uh, managed security service provider, or they think they are. And uh, everybody has to know what all the CIS 
uh, controls, CISA, you know, now there's 15,000 organizations all saying what their frameworks ought to be. And now CSF 2.0 from this has just been released. So it's always fun. It's a constant, uh, I thought I was trying to keep up with technology, but keeping up with regulations has been more difficult. I, I can imagine, I can only imagine. Um, Again, for our three listeners, not all of whom are the most technically inclined, because at least one of them is my father. Uh, explain explain what an MSP is, what an MSP does. An MSP primarily is outsourced IT support for small medium businesses. And we, we're focused on the really small sub 100 seat market space, because that's what our area primarily is. There's very little corporate headquarters here in New Orleans or in the, on the region. But we have uh, we do support uh, you know the outliers here and there with two three hundred seat organizations that are scattered around the country. Uh, so we could we're providing for law firms, uh, manufacturing, anybody that uses computers to make money with. So, I I, uh, I did some just basic cursory web stalking research, mm -hmm. and um, uh, I think your firm is. Should we name your firm? Give yep. you a shout out too. This this is the most payment you're going to get right. is a little advertising. Uh, Rustech Rust is the name of the firm. That's right. Mm -hmm. There you go. Um, you also have a contract with the VA, the Southern Louisiana Veterans. We did years ago. Um, oh, okay. They, they shifted their platform, their management platform, significantly. Probably I don't know, twelve, fifteen years ago. Uh, this okay. is how far back that was. But we were. Circumstances led us to have an opportunity with the local VA that led us to the Pennsylvania VA when we handled a lot of their Pennsylvania VA offices. We were there probably a week out of every month for about six years. Wow. Uh, doing a lot wow. of transformational stuff with Citrix uh, back then when Citrix had a big market share in that type of space. Uh, we did a lot of transformation, uh, printer server, print migrations, active directory upgrades. We did a lot of those type of corporate enterprise things. Uh, but our bread and butter day to day, we're supporting, you know, uh, smaller organizations, sub 100. Our, our median seat count is 35 right now. The ones who don't have a core competency in That's IT right. don't want to have an IT staff. Yeah. They want to sub it out to you and, exactly. and you do it because that's your knowledge base. Right. Are most of your clientele, if not all of them, in the local area so that you can do the face-to-face -face both to sell the initial contract mm -hmm. and then support them long term? Absolutely. We uh you know, we, we have a, a sales force that is boots on the ground type. We are local. We do manage most of the reason, but we're not, we're not unable to go outside of our region, which we do if, have a, a handful of clients in that space. If you were going to do that remote client thing, do, is that then mostly cloud-based administration? So you don't have to go and touch hardware mm -hmm. somewhere else? Yeah. The, the MSP platforms are very mature in that space with remote, the remote control tools, the uh, remote capabilities, remote yeah, you know, RMM is is a terminology. Remote management monitoring the the uh, platforms that are out there. We went with the original, the OG of most of the managed service platforms is ConnectWise. If anybody knows ConnectWise, Arnie Bellini actually installed our ConnectWise in 2013, uh, which is how far back we got started. So uh, okay. it was way way in the back in the day. Speaking of far back in the day, how old is your CISSP? How many digits in your member number? Oh, Lordy. Uh, where's my card? I think it's five. Yep. All right. That's show. That's representing. Outstanding. <laughs> yeah. I don't have Mine my card on me at the moment, but yeah, I actually, I have to, it, it's lapsed. I have to, shh, it's lapsed. I have to, <laughs> I have to renew. We won't tell ISC squared. Well, I do pay my ISC squared dues, but... <clears throat> Once a CISSP, always a CISSP. Exactly. <laughs> I got mine 23 years ago, and I never want to take that fucking test ever again, so I'm just going to keep renewing. 
I'm, I'm going to keep, that's the whole point of this podcast is to have enough CPEs. Uh, you know, and I think that's the, it's kind of, speaking of CPEs, how shady is that? <laughs> <laughs> Did you, was yours a, a Scantron form with a pencil? No, it's honest. It looks like an honesty policy. No, no, no. I, I mean, you're, you're, when you took the oh, exam. Oh, God, no. Um, okay, so you're not quite as ancient as I am. Actually, I took it in a trailer in uh, Mississippi on the second to last day I could have taken the test. Outstanding. After a, you know, when you register or you take your class, you got a year or something like to take it. Yeah. You, 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 you delayed gratification. Yeah, we but I got it, on first, got it on the first pass. Outstanding. Congratulations. That's worth bragging about as it's a five digit member number. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Now, uh, I'm, I'm going to throw this out. Uh, Joey, Matt, you're kind of playing in similar spaces. You got I, I've heard similar complaints about similar types of clientele. Are there anything uh, you want to talk shop with uh, Vince and and uh, compare notes here? Sure. <laughs> uh, mostly because. Uh... Well, I've uh, always considered the term MSP to be a bit of a bad word, and I was see, curious. I was gonna bring it up, but I was reluctant because I know you're sensitive about it, Matt. I've always been sensitive about calling my company an MSP because uh, Why? I uh, because it's got a lot of negative connotations with certain types of customers. Mm-hmm. I was curious if Vince had ever seen any of that kind of uh, pushback or any kind of. Uh, uh, negative connotation with, with, with calling himself uh, or his company an MSP. No, I guess people do. And so I gotta long. ask, go ahead, Matt. Is is that because they got burned by other entities calling yeah, themselves mostly? MSPs? Yeah, okay. because when yeah, and, and, yeah I'll, I'll give a little background. So the reason is, uh, and, and I'm the, the services that I provide and Joey's are very similar. Uh, I've always called what I do a, a, like a boutique services uh, concierge. Uh, yeah, uh, and not an MSP because MSPs have gotten this reputation, and I'm not speaking for all of them, and I'm mm-hmm. certainly not speaking about Vince in particular, because I don't know uh, how things are done in Louisiana, but around here, uh, I got a lot of pushback because MSPs were always uh, very expensive, A, uh, and B, you always tended to get, uh, the, uh, the the customers that I've gotten that have come from MSPs, one of the biggest complaints was always, um, the technicians weren't very uh, well versed in what we do. They didn't know our software. They didn't know how we did things. Mm-hmm. They weren't very attentive um, to to stuff like that. And so, anyways, all I'd say that there are good MSPs out there. And uh, I, I, you mentioned RMM tools. I have a, the suite of RMM tools from Atera, so I'm familiar with all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we use uh, Fresh Fresh Desk for uh, Fresh ticketing desk. systems and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I, I, my company is very MSP adjacent, but I've always been very sensitive because the clients that I work with are usually ones that have been burned or have had bad experiences with with MSPs. And so I was just kind of curious, Vince, what your thoughts were on on, on being an MSP and 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 thriving in that in that in that space. Uh, I think for us, our our legacy honestly comes down to the human component. We really focus on supporting the person. So we really give that, we have a very stocked, uh, stacked deck of uh, excellent people on our service help desk. So it's really a human focus. So we we're, we're put people before, we're protecting people, we help people protecting data. So uh, that's the point. Because most of our service calls are human related, they're not technical. And we're not sitting back there monitoring switches and firewalls and circuit drops, right? Certainly that happens, but we'll know circuit drops because we get a call. You know, I don't need, need to monitor. You know, I'm not doing the traditional hands off. We're very hands on because we're very human focused. 
So I think that what sets us apart. Plus, our pricing model is attractive, and the the level of documentation that, and support they get from a customer service man success person. So we have the the frontline salesperson that gets the deal. Then we have somebody that helps the client walk through the whole the whole customer journey. We do a lot of outreach when it comes to our customers. So we're an MSP, probably a name only in that respect, because how, what do you also consider yourself a t- technology service provider, TSP, you know, I'll carry peak, you know, so <laughs> right. it's the same right. thing, yeah. just with different letters. T- right. That's what I've always kind of wanted to get away from the, yeah. the stigma of an MSP. And surely there's got to be some better thing to call what we do. <laughs> outsource, is- outsource service provider, human yeah. support specialists. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it makes a difference anymore. I, I don't see that being a kickback because if everybody's been through two or three rounds, but we're still picking up clients who have a guy, their guy, <laughs> the single player who's hasn't grown, hasn't doesn't know more than he it hasn't grown at all, has no certifications, yeah. knows how to fix printers and replace computers, and what's that internet thing again? Yeah. It's a, <clears throat> or even better. You know, it's the owner's cousin's son or something well, it's, like that. Well, it's a long-term relationship. We we actually bought out one recently, but he had a nice little base of business. So it made sense. He had no retirement plan. So uh, we, we brought uh, the clients on board, pay him a stipend off that profit set, and, and he's happy and they're happy. So, so yeah. Vince, I got to ask, you say, and I love how you mentioned and call out the help desk folks, because that's the customer-facing stuff. Yeah. That's the make or break. It's the a bread and break. butter. And and it's really hard to keep competent people because competent people are going to evolve and grow and move on to the next and bigger and better thing. Uh, how are you able to keep sufficient people in that rotation without paying them double their salary every year? Food and lots of it. <laughs> good answer. Good answer. We, we cater. We bring food in, lunch. We actually had a really good gumbo yesterday, uh, gumbo and rice. And uh, my business partner cooks on Friday. So twice a week, we're getting food catered and my business partner cooks breakfast on Fridays. We just had a crawfish boil. Uh, if anybody not around here, you know, mud bugs, crayfish, you know, <laughs> boiled. In, in are, are you hiring? Because I don't care about the salary. I just want some good food. If you looked at our LinkedIn, you'll see pictures of it. You know, we, we, we're very, you know, what's an interesting thing. We we use a, a CSAT tool, a customer SAT tool. And the CSAT tool, you know, we get over 70% response on our survey requests. Really? Yes. Wow. That's an wow. insane number. We get That's Google. Huge. I get Google reviews two or three times a week. Five star Google reviews two three times a week. Yeah. That that's amazing. That yeah. is truly amazing. Um, yeah. if there are people in your employee who do show promise, do you help them advance to the next thing? Understanding mm-hmm. that you may be losing a help desk desk yes. person, but you are keeping a connection somewhere else yes. in the industry. One, uh, we we're constantly doing that. One of the former help desk members is now our our scripting specialist, like PowerShell master the guy is awesome when it comes to powershell you have to you have to have someone who could do the automating pieces and that's what he primarily is our service director's job right now is primarily filling the funnel up with new candidates you know the yeah. resume pro- the resume interview process is daunting i was find- just going to ask is it, everyone's complaining about finding good people in our sector you're having the same trouble well we did for a while we had some massive turnover all at once which was very unusual but people found jobs that were like next door to them whether in a 45 minute tr- you know travel it was five minutes and major salary increases and things you can't nothing we could control 
one of our departing members left a, a tremendous review for us saying it's the best company ever worked for. He only moved, he's only moving because of family issues. Uh, so that's awesome. It's, you know, it's, it's human focus. It's people, you know, our, we, 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 we were very flexible with people during COVID. We didn't lose anybody because of any of our actions. Uh, we kept whoever wants to come in, comes in. If you want to work from home, we work from home. So we've only got one person left now still working from home because he lives in Thibodeau, which is, you know, roughly an hour drive from here. So he's happy. He gets to do his work and he comes in for the, for the events, you know, for the food. And every once in a while, so. smart man. Yeah. Uh, um, how long has your longest employee been with you? I mean, re- other than yourself and your partner, my number one employee is still with me. No kidding. Employee. Wow. Yeah. Outstanding. Yeah. Outstanding. Have you? Has that person gotten some equity in the in the shop, or should <laughs> I not bring that? Up? Is that a sore spot? No. Uh, it's. It was never an issue. Okay. All right. Very good. Very good. <laughs> Joey, do you have any similar questions? Because you do uh, largely the same thing, the concierge services. Uh, I would say that I, I I really am in Matt's camp as well. Um, the difference between Matt and I, Matt's been doing the, the independent consulting much longer than I have. I got into the space um Vince about two and a half years ago with COVID uh, gave me the opportunity to go out on my own as a independent consultant um and I sat on the corporate side working with large-scale MSPs for about you know I think during that time I career about 13 years I've seen all facets of MSPs I've seen the good the bad the ugly I've seen the fantastic I've seen the the cheap I've seen the inexpensive I've seen it all mm-hmm. um being on this side of it now uh, offers a new perspective, and it offers a lot of of neat, um, uh, I would say, opportunities. Really, uh, for not only an independent consultant, but but also there are MSPs that I still work with. You know, with many of my clients, uh, because MSPs, you know, that are done correctly and done properly, not. I'm going to piggyback what Matt said. I don't. I don't know. You know, today's my first day meeting Vince. I, this, I don't know much about him or 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 his MSP. Um, but if an MSP is done properly, then they are absolutely a powerhouse. They are they are a uh, a, a wonderful partner to to work with. Right. But I will say, but they are few and far between in my experience. Yes. Uh, because you will have every everybody's an MSP now. Right. <laughs> Comcast wants to get into the MSP yeah. business. Windstream <laughs> wants to get into the MSP business. The security companies, local security companies here. Yeah. Hey, guess what? We're we're an MSP now. Yeah. No, you're not. Yeah. You're not an MSP. Well, insurance companies too. They want to be an MSP. Right. Yep. And and so the MSP name gets tainted. It gets tarnished because diluted. Uh, be, what's that? Diluted. Diluted. It's diluted. Thank you. Yes, it's diluted. Perfect. I'm not uh, sensing it, a question here, Joey. <laughs> a question? <laughs> uh, no, no. I'm I'm giving you my background on oh, okay, on, uh, okay. on the MSPs here. I, I would like I would like to say though, Vince, for you know, you said that your niche is a 35 seat or more, correct? Uh, up to 100 seats, but our primary median is 35 seats. Yeah, to do bell curve, bell curve would be at 35 seats. So this is why I think Vince's model, I believe that that's a sweet spot there because they know, and he's been doing this long enough. They know that anything past a certain amount, they become the the client of the MSP really just becomes an email 
address. That's right. You know, and they're a ticket in the queue. That's right. So Vince, let me ask you this. Have you had to make tough decisions with turning down large scale companies, even though you might see a dollar, a dollar value there and growth potential in order to stay where you are at uh, and, and, and be as successful as you are? <clears throat> now that's a good question. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Well, I guess. Hmm. The no, words, I guess, to that was, was I, I guess here's what I, my perspective on that question to answer is, um, like SLED, you know, uh, state, local, ed, right? There's a lot of money that can be made in, in that realm, right? And you're, you're dealing with your manufacturers. You're usually riding coattails with one vendor or another, right? Primarily, their, their reps are out there. Or you got you got a handshake and do political donations to, to be in that space. It's a very- This is Louisiana. It's Louisiana. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's different anywhere else, honestly, but- No, the Kentucky anyway, Mafia is very similar. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of, let's just say, ickiness that goes along with that. And I've been enough support part of the corporate side of things when uh, your contact could not be there tomorrow and then you're out and you didn't do anything wrong. They're just gone and the relationship's gone. Who are you again? Uh, MSP A? I don't care. I'm just go with MSP Beta. I don't, they don't, MSP, who cares? I just need somebody to answer these calls for me and do this type of work. Who, how much you charge? Okay, that's good enough to sign it up and be done. Very perfunctory. There's nothing of a relationship. We prefer to, to where we're dealing with the decision maker or decision makers that delegated to, to that role and build that relationship. Can't stop that from happening, but when we, we're dealing with a, a large family-owned business. I'm talking about large, really large. And we have part of the business and they don't want to let us go. The other the side of the business is like, well, no, we want to go with this all-in-one MSP. You know, they're charging 25 bucks a seat, right? 25 bucks a seat, pretty cheap. Everything included. Not run, so much. Run. No, not so much everything. No, we found <laughs> that. No, it's not everything. So you know what we did? So you know what? I I I don't want to lose this client because what happens if they don't have the choice? This side of the house doesn't they're gonna be told what to do. Okay, writing's on the wall. No matter how well we did. Corporate, let's just say corporate side of the family is gonna say, no, we're gonna go with this one one ISP, MSP, and they're gonna take care of everything. Okay. Um, all right. So what we do, like, all right, well, I'll opportunity to bid on that side i'll take all of it so we we made a bid but does that take, scale at 25 bucks a oh, seat? we already have you, we already can have you provide your yes. your your level because of, of their their stated desired scope of work and services makes it makes it but 25 bucks works okay okay because they don't want security they don't want compliance <laughs> they don't want all the now, now if you if you win the bare bones uh, user base, can you then bid on the security and the and the you know the add-ons later? I know them that they're not they don't want that. Oh, okay, okay. He brings up a great point, and I just got to tell this quick story because it to me it's it's a core memory. Starting out, I had got I had gained I had garnered a a, a good client, and um, my you know my price is not I'm not I'm not cheap, right? Mm -hmm. I, I'm I'm but the value and the experience and everything that comes with it. There's, there's a reason why I charge what I charge. And uh, probably six months in this client emailed me and said, Hey, we received an email from an MSP competitor that wants to come in and bid. Here's their price. Here's your price. Can you match it? I immediately picked up the phone and I called Matt 
right? Because Matt, Matt's my my Sherpa. Matt has been my my guide through this process. And he said, Joey, encourage them to go with them. Yes. Encourage them. Because so, you're going to charge them 20% more in a year when they come back to you and want so, your service again, right? I said, wait a second. You know, burden the hand, Matt. Burden the hand. He's, he looks at me and said, trust me. Send them on their way. Tell them if you need anything, I'll happily do a knowledge transfer with that MSP. Whatever you need, guys, best mm-hmm. of luck. So <laughs> I took Matt's advice. I said, and I, I, I delivered a beautifully well-written email. If there's anything you need from me, but I wish you all the best in, in your new ventures. Yeah. Fast, fast forward now, yeah. about four months later. Can you come back? <laughs> <laughs> we will happily pay your freight. <laughs> oh, we do the same approach. Yeah, we actually yeah, take yeah. the same approach. In this sense, we're, it's a it's a protective move against the base that we have. You know, so we would lose all of it if they were to go with that. Unfortunately, to everybody's detriment, because that's that's you know a race to the bottom helps no one. You know. Ultimately, what's the ultimate cost? You know, the ultimate price is free. Well, what's the ultimate real price? <laughs> you know? Yep. And yep. my perspective on that is if somebody's value is purely, I'm saving you money, they don't, they're not providing value. 100%. Yeah. That's always the, 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 the key is to make it clear that, yeah, there is value to what you're spending with, with my company or Joey's company or your company events or something like that. And again, it's um, proving negative. Well, we're not down. That's right. <laughs> right. Right. Everything's working great. Why do we pay you? Everything's broken. Everything's... Why do we pay you? <laughs> um, all right. So Vince, you mentioned compliance a couple of times on the regulatory constraints and, and we all know that pain from whatever perspective. Um, I, I got to ask, how much liability do you take on either from a regulatory perspective or the financial perspective for say the underwriters coming at you uh if something goes bad if your your client experiences some really let's call it a let's say a a breach and they lose a bunch of uh sensitive or controlled data um what are your contracts look like how much are you on the hook for and have underwriters or regulators come after you as opposed to your principal? Uh, no, we're, we, we participate with a cybersecurity insurance specialist. We had to. We went through our MSA with a fine tooth comb. It's, it's part of our onboarding process. We have now stipulations on filling out an insurance form. Like we'll, we, we create, we'll take your application, write working document on it, point in time. It's all listed out. This is what we're responsible for. This is what we're not. Uh, at the end of the day, a human can always bypass any security system, so we're not providing 100% security. And what I'm, what I'm seeing, the only time I can see an MSP being on the hook for something is if an insurance company paid for something and then found out later that an MSP might have, might could be liable. Uh, and then the, the insurance company would try to claw back money. But now what I'm seeing is I think they're just looking to deny coverage. And if the if the if the, the injured party wants to sue us, then that's up to them to do that. Okay. And and you say you're partnering uh, with your own underwriter, and are they driving the bus on a lot of the services you provide? Do they do they go through? They would say, do a review. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're doing reviews with them. We have two different ones. Our 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 one that's special, and now there's a whole market for providing insurance for MSPs, uh, <clears throat> as well as getting advice on your on your contracts and your documentation. So we're probably on. Third iteration of that. Uh, we started off we, with a guy two, three years ago, and he's kind of the only one. And now there's a dozen of them out there. 
We had an insurer um, last year, because I've always been skeptical of what they call cybersecurity insurance. Right, I hate right. that term. I hate, I think the market's silly. They've already taken a bath on it, yeah. proving they're not good right. at their, you know. But um, but they're getting better. And, mm -hmm. and the guests that we had on explained a lot of things, and it made it seem a lot more appealing than at least the regulatory monster that's the alternative. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, she said, at least we're better than the government, yeah. which I love that. That's a, that's a great <laughs> well, quote. One of the things. Have, have you seen them as having the expertise and knowledge to really aid you in your efforts? I mean, I think they've gotten a lot better. You mean the insurance carriers? Yeah. Yeah. Are they, are they giving you the advice and the knowledge that's necessary? No. Or are they the just brokers, giving you a laundry list? A broker who is like, particularly an attorney who is, who is a specialist in cybersecurity and, and the insurance field, which there's there's more than a, a couple where they used to just be one or two. So that's where we're getting our advice from. Uh, so, but I was on a panel speaking uh, the North, let's see, was it the um, National Retail Restaurant Defense Association? So this is all the risk managers for major corporations, Home Depot, uh, Chick-fil-A, Canes, uh, Lowe's, you name it. And they were on panels talking about, you know, loss prevention and things like that. And they are on a panel on cybersecurity issues. And uh, I was on, a, on the panel with a, a representative who is a specialist for cybersecurity coverage out for Gallagher, the carrier. And uh, so her experience and I, you know, we, we, we chatted quite a lot about those type of things. And, you know, they're figuring it out as they go along. You could look at a cybersecurity application today from, say, like Tokyo Marine, which is pretty, a pretty intense one. Uh, it looks a lot like a CIS uh, or a NIST, you know. Basically, they're, they're kind of wrapping around this, the NIST uh, controls, the basic, you know, the top five, the big categories. Uh, they're starting to name products like, do you use Microsoft 365 Cloud Defender, the ATP? And they're naming products, you know, like, hey, do you have an endpoint like X, Y, and Z? You know, they're, you know, and now, now the market's like, oh, I need to be in the insurance approved list, you know? And we're that's like, well, and that's what I was going to ask you is how granular do they get? And is get that good granular. or bad for the market? I, I kind of see that as quashing innovation and, and stifling, you know, the growth of certain things. Whoa. And, and Rafti in particular, he's, he's on cutting edge of some new privacy tech. Yeah. And, and I'm concerned that if we have these larger external players, like the insurance companies telling us what we can or cannot use tool wise, we're going to stifle things like, like Rafti's firm. Rafti, do you want to talk to that at all? <laughs> um, on the other hand, you know, I see some opportunity here, of course, as well. If we're the ones who are talking with the insurance companies and everybody needs to install Portmaster, uh, you know, <laughs> that's great business for us. <laughs> I've already talked, started talking with Matt, what we need to get there. And <laughs> yeah, well, but, funny, you know, funny you say that. I was, I was, we were worked with a local uh, dev developer, young man, uh, that he started the, the Vonahai uh, virtual pen test. And we worked with him early to, to to see what the MSP community looked like. He wasn't familiar with it. He came from TracePoint, I think, and uh, and now he's in Atlanta. Got VC capital. He's he's blown it up, and so he's he's going to be out there. He's, he's on a lot of panels right now. A lot of discussions. Uh, the guys from uh, Humanize IT, you know, which is one of the platforms we use uh, for doing QBRs and and uh, tracking things for our clients, having a conversation. He's he's been with them a few times, and so yeah, to, you know. There's there's some good VC stuff happening or now uh, VC is a bad word. I'm going to say that there's a lot of uh, let's see it's like MSP. Say? It's got yeah. the connotation. Got the Whether or not they're good, they just have right, that. Right. that there's a lot of good smoke. interest. Let's say yeah. got good interest in this area. Where are you from, Rafi? Where are you living? 
Austria. Austria. Austria, dang. Okay, well, that's a whole different thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. area. <laughs> so you got to deal with GDPR stuff. We don't really see Oh, that. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd be interested in seeing what you, what you, what you have and, and maybe, you know, help you out on anything I can from the MSP perspective. Well, and on yeah, that same note, cool. we, we, uh, we have, Wanabia has a partnership with iCompass. Uh, and they have CISO in a box, the CISO bot AI. I'd love to put you in touch with them too, Vince. Sure. Uh, we can do that. We can do that offline. Sounds so. great. Yeah. <laughs> but when it comes to the what he said about innovation, I, I you know, insurance companies don't move fast. Obviously, they got to reprint forms, and there's a lot to do. Uh, so, for them to start actually naming products, which got my attention, uh, we we've done probably three, four Tokyo Marine applications the last few weeks, and they all are now stating this. Uh, you know, but, uh, you know, Gallagher and, and uh, with a CNA, Travelers, they're all starting to move in that direction, variously. But I agree that it's the market is that is you've got that perceived authority coming from the insurance company. If you don't have this, why? You know, like, well, now, well, shoot, is there, and I'm talking to some of my team, is there a world where we're doing a pure MSP stack from an, M, from an MSP perspective? I know there are people out there doing it, but... It is a amorphous blob of moving components that are constantly shifting and changing, and their interfaces are constantly changing. The learning curve is steep. The terminology, I mean, it might be one man vendor, but goodness sakes, have you tried doing a multi-tenant thing with a cloud? <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, right. Okay, GDAP, you try that? <laughs> How many levels of permissions do I have? And that breaks. Now you got to have MFA with API. Like, oh, come on. I thought we had trouble before, so it's I'm I'm in this all day long, and it's it is no small it is no small feat. Yep. I don't know if I answered the question, but I'm saying I, it's, no. It's that that's great. That's awesome. I, I I've got another similar question. Mm. Um, you you have these very personal relationships with your clientele. I'm going to imagine, like your employees, you've kept your clients for an extended period of time yes. as well. Um, because they grow with how you grow. It's how Joey once explained what he does is my job is to help you grow. My job is to help your company do what your company does. Um, with that in mind, you're still, you know, I, I don't want to say you are rest tech, but you're a fundamental aspect of it. I would imagine. Are you a single point of failure and what kind of backup do you have? In case Vince gets hit by a bus oh. or attacked by a pelican or eaten <laughs> by a gator. That'd be interesting. Um, how do you hand that off? How does Restech handle it if Restech isn't Restech anymore and tomorrow your clients are kind of floundering? We crossed that bridge a few years ago. You know, I, I, if you know anything about entrepreneurs, and not the best at running businesses. So recognizing that early on, we started developing an, a management team and and delegating a lot to the management team. So I'm in the office because uh, I still like working. And you want lunch. Yeah, still want lunch. My wife is busy. So, you know, I, I, but at, at the same time, I'm, I'm still driving business. I'm still bringing uh, revenue to the business. Uh, uh, we're doing speaking engagements, being, being this one of them, mentioned that. Spoke with the uh, local Elmwood Business Association with the state police cyber expert. Uh, and that was an interesting conversation. There's three of them for the whole state of Louisiana, uh, for the state police level. And uh, they're dealing with human trafficking as well as financial fraud. So it's, uh, they're very busy. So just linking in the community, trying to be a resource, uh, 
but yeah, the company would easily and work without me. No problem. We've so you're you're at much. this point, yeah. and I don't mean to demean you, but <laughs> you're the smiling face and the handshake guy. That's right. I can be that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Good. Good. I'll and that's they, good they want me to stay out of the way. Stay out of the process. <laughs> Look, he's coming. <laughs> if he says anything, just say yes. Humor <laughs> him. Vince is in a good spot. Vince is in a good spot. He's no longer the the critical singularity, right? You know, exactly. in the in the organization, yeah. and that right. that's Matt. Matt and I have had that discussion, you yeah. know, uh, several times as well. We're working towards getting to that point, but but neither Joey nor I are at that point at this uh, at this time. And neither of you can delegate worth a damn. <laughs> it's difficult. Well, I, look, we can we can so sit around and what we do. I could I could tell you some stories about what it feels like to make decisions and have decisions made for you. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm curious, Vince, um, you know, uh, getting back to the CISSP um, and, the, and the changes that you've seen over the decades uh, that you've been in this space, one of the biggest questions, because Joey and I are both CISSPs as well, working in similar spaces as you. Uh, of course, Ben's a, a CISSP as, as well as a bunch, a bunch of other things. But Joey and I in particular, we we pursued getting CISSP, and then we ran into the the catch twenty two of nobody knows what it is that we're right. trying to sell it to. <laughs> we have this skill set, we have the certification, mm -hmm. we are we are conversant and 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 well schooled in in security topics, and no one that hires cares. us knows or cares. Right. Yeah, it impresses your colleagues and competitors, <laughs> but not your clients. Right, right. So yeah. I'm curious if you see any benefit, or 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 what kind of a, what kind of a net gain do you see with uh, being CISSP or or any other security certification? Letters behind the name. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So none of your clients I, really really care. I don't think any. You know, I just when you look on LinkedIn, you see letters behind names. What is your impression? No, I mean, there are two. I think there are two. There are two camps there. Mm -hmm. You're going to find some that that say, "Oh, letters behind a name." It's, oh, they they're diligent. They've they've worked hard. They've mm -hmm. they've put in their dues. They've right. they've proven themselves in whatever discipline it is. And then there are others that look at it as word alphabet soup. Doesn't right. matter. It, right. And it's a status signal. There's no doubt. There's yes. no doubt. But when I see eight abbreviations after a kid who's obviously 26 in his yeah. picture, <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. a, that's a cert hunter and yes. not really adding value. You know, I like that. I like yeah. that. Cert yeah. hunter. No, and, I, 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 I agree. Don't get me wrong. This is my business. I mean, right. I'm not demeaning <laughs> the purpose of certifications. On the other hand, there is that trade off there. Right. There is a balancing beam. Right. There's no doubt. And a couple of years ago, I think I was only two. Two or three CISSPs in our area, uh, CISSPs, and then now, like we were, we're our, we adopted the SOC two type two audit, so we're actually going through our audit right now. I think we're two of other, I'm one other MSP that's a SOC two, and so eating your own dog food, it's it's a conveyance of diligence. It's a way to when somebody's, you know, like I, I can, we'd have a discussion today about getting certified to present uh, uh, to for people get CLEs, people that do that want to know that you've got some kind of accreditation. And so, and does it also help uh, convince the insurers that we're talking about? Mm -hmm. I mean, they, I they so. want, yeah, okay. And, and certain contracts, like if you were to bid like on some, on a client who is a themselves a defense contractor, 
that's the sort of you have to have a CISSP or similar, similar. in your back pocket mm -hmm. somewhere on staff, right? right? Or CISSP. Like a CMMC type yeah. Yeah. type application. Yeah, I'm doing yeah, that exactly. for a client right now. There. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 so much overhead for such a little such a little thing, but yep. you know they want it. So. Yep. Agreed. Wow. Um. Excellent stuff. I'm I'm yeah. I, I am extremely pleased. Uh, gentlemen, you got anything else? I have a question for Vince. Sorry, sure. we have just a minute. Mm -hmm. So, Vince, if you could go back to your, uh, you know, I don't, I, without giving saying an age, if you could go back to your ten year younger self, what would you tell him? You, he already gave us his age. This is the first thing he told us <laughs> about himself. Most, oh, well, I, most guys are, are you know, uh, circumspect about doing so. Vince, just lay that out on the table. I do it every day. Uh, we have, I'm in a workout group called F3, and uh, every day after you do the workout, uh, outside every day, rain or shine, you say your your birth name, your age, and your nickname. What nickname did they give you? I'm familiar with F3. Are you? Okay, great. So, uh, you know, in the first time you go there, you're what they call F and G, friendly new guy, and you step into the middle of the circle of trust, and they bestow a name upon you based upon characteristics that you, you know, tell us a little about yourself, blah, 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 blah. Well, I live in Kenner, Louisiana. I'm like, oh, easy, Kenner, bro. And like, well, what does that mean? Like, well, I'm from Kenna, bro. You know, Kenna. That's my Kenna, bro. That's my that's my nickname. So there's always a story that goes to it. You know? Yeah. People from out of town, down rangers, like down rangers are what's called visitors, you know, down here. So we have down ranger, or you go somewhere else and like, what's your name? Like, Kenna, bro. What? And like, well, I'm from Kenna, bro. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, but that's a good question. What advice would you give to ten year? Oh goodness, me. Man, because Joey and I are are, are looking. So, it, you know this 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 thing is so freaking broad. They want to be you in ten years. No, what are you? So that's man. basically where they're at. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think ten years ago I made the decisions I made. Um, so I think I would have because I've got my still got my geek side, and my nerd side. I still like the tech. I would have probably dove more into the pen testing technology at the time, which was still sexy and it's no longer sexy. I'm not opinion. I think it's, it's, uh, AI and nation states have made that, uh, something else. They've taken all the fun out of it. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and it's diff the difficulties of it certainly, but I think I would have probably wanted to learn more about the regulatory side and learn to the, and to, uh, get better at understanding how to how to be accepted into that market space. And 10 years ago, it really didn't exist. So I think the things I know now, if I had made, given myself advice back then, it could have only been preparatory because these things weren't there back then. And I think I did make those decisions by getting the CISSP by moving into the space. So other than that, I probably would have avoided the 2008. No, that's too long ago. I don't know. It's hard to say. I don't know. So, so you, but it you sounds would have like patted yourself on the back and said, "Keep going at it." Yeah, Jennifer. just keep going at it's, it. It's right. yeah. It sounds like you're saying keep at it and not stop and get a lawn mowing business, which oh, is what man. I say I want to do every single day. You know, <laughs> looked at it from that perspective. Some I, I, we were in this mastermind group. The facilitator kept saying, "Why did y'all choose this really hard business?" Because we were all MSPs. And like, sometimes we didn't make the choice. We just find ourselves being that. 
uh, especially early in the early days, uh, like we were pioneering this thing. But I, I really don't have too, I, I very have little, very little regrets about how I got here and where we are. I would have done it quicker, somehow figure out a way to do it quicker and broader, maybe got out of the way quicker so the company might have expanded faster. I think that's probably at the end of the day. That's good. I, the value of having a team working with you, uh, I can't, I think it's, it can't be overstated. Yes, problems. Yes, absolutely problems. Absolutely. There's no, you're just delegating your things, but it does free you up to do the things that you're best at. If you can find the ops guy, you can find that office person. If you can find that service guy that, that, that can, you can pass your DNA on to somehow. Uh, I think, you know, I know we did that. It's just how to try to do that faster and, and quicker. I would let go. How in the world say. do you do that? How do you do that with sufficient oh, trust with your? That's team? another hour conversation. Okay, that's right. easy yeah, hour that's conversation. I'm, I'm, well, then, then I'm going to invite you back, Vince. Since you're local, you know? since you're local and you don't really work for a living anymore, <laughs> stop. Will you be will you be on the show again in the future? Oh, absolutely. I, this is fun. Okay. this is a lot of fun for me. Excellent, <laughs> excellent. Uh, anything else before we wrapped up? Yeah, I mean, I've got lots of other questions, but I, like you said, I think that anything that I asked at this point would lead to a, a much longer podcast than we have time for today. Sure. Uh, in particular, looking at uh, things like you know trends and 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 where things are going in, in the state of AI, security, and uh, you know regulation and all that kind of stuff. It's amazing. Yep. So, uh, but yeah, we can save that for the next time. Great, outstanding. Uh, then Vince, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on. Um, you and I just met a, a couple of weeks ago at mm -hmm. one of the ISC Squared chapters Absolutely. here. So a big shout out to our chapter. Uh, it's, what are we called? Central Gulf Coast? Yeah, something ISC like that. Squared? Gulf yeah, Coast okay. Central. I think it's Gulf Coast Central. Okay, I'll believe you. Um, something like that. Uh, I, I, again, we recently did a, a show about burnout, and we talked about how finding camaraderie among colleagues is really important to keep yourself energized mm -hmm. and be able just to share some of the stress as well. Uh, again, I, I think we had that. It was a great opportunity for us to sync up. It was a great opportunity to get you on the podcast. Um, really glad to have you. Thanks. It was great to meet you, and um, I'm looking forward to talking to you more in the future. Awesome. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, uh, until next week, I'm Ben Maliso. And I'm Matt Snotty. Russell Fiedler. I'm Joey Police. Join us again next week for another episode of The Sensuous Sounds of InfoSec. Hey there, listener. Matt here. If you like listening to Ben, Robin, Rofty, Joey, or myself, please consider supporting us at buymeacoffee.com slash securitized interested in training for cissp ccsp cism sscp ccsk boy that's a lot of letters or other infosec certifications go to ben's website for all his training programs at wannabeacissp.com that's spelled w-a-n-n-a-b-e-a cissp.com we are on discord engage with us by searching for the channel wannabea cissp feedback or questions on what we discuss send a good old-fashioned email to ben at benmaliso.com you may hear a shout out or your feedback on a future show we're all working professionals in the infosec industry so feel free to link up with us on linkedin 
support Rofty's company and test drive their free firewall software called Portmaster, downloadable at their website, safing.io, spelled S-A-F-I-N-G dot I-O. Support Joey's company, Blue Edge Networks, at blueedgenetworks.com, and listen to Joey's podcast called Topic of Choice at topicofchoice.com. Join us on Reddit at slash r slash ssoi underscore fans. All opinions expressed in this podcast are personal and for entertainment purposes only. They do not necessarily reflect the opinions of our companies, affiliates, employers, guests, or even each other. No advice given here should be followed without consulting with a professional for any specific InfoSec situation you may experience.